Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I'm so excited about my guest today. I loved hearing her story. I think it's such a new perspective on something you've heard about your whole life. You know people that work at do social work, but I cannot wait to share Kirby's story with you. She is a licensed clinical social worker who currently works as an instructor for the University of Oklahoma. Kirby believes her life's mission is to empower others to step into their calling through helping them heal their body, mind, and spirit. She has more than 10 years of experience in the field of social work and church ministry. She's written and developed a video series and Bible study called Healed for women who have experienced sexual assault. In addition to being a survivor herself, Kirby utilizes her educational and professional experience to help readers through their journey of healing. This fall, Kirby plans to launch an event called Embers to raise, raise awareness about sexual assault and create a place for survivors to worship and heal. I got chills when I even said that. Kirby has been married to her best friend for 10 years. She has two daughters and one day hopes to, ho- have, um, hopes to have her Labradoodle Penny certified as a therapy dog. She can be found blogging at livingworthy.com or sharing tidbits of information on social media. Welcome, Kirby. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you. And um, when we spoke before, I just thought your story was so beautiful and the way that you have really taken the experiences in your life and turned them into something to help other people is like what we're all about. So I'd love for you to share just a little bit more with everybody. Yeah. So to kind of summarize all of this together, I went to school to be a therapist, a social worker. And in that process, I realized that I had some stuff that was unresolved myself. And I started going to therapy and I worked through my history of experiencing sexual assault that actually occurred in my freshman year of college. And in that process, I found that I was struggling to connect what I was learning in my therapy with what I knew about the Bible Mm. and what I knew about God's character. And I found some resources that were out there, but sometimes it felt a little too clinical or it talked about trauma in general and it didn't hit right on sexual assault. And so I decided that I would pray about it. Um, I felt God calling me to go ahead and write something, um, but I wasn't quite sure. And then one day he just downloaded everything to me. This was the title. This was the chapters. This is what you were going to talk about. And I had a season where I just sat and I wrote. And now I've been able to use that as a tool to be able to help others and to help them articulate their experiences. Now I teach other social workers and I can help offer them different perspectives. And it's been really amazing to see how God has used this in multiple different areas of my life. Isn't he good like that? So like, yeah. you think it's going to be one thing and it's so, so something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. He's so good. Um, I, so, okay. So her, her story is that she was in college and experienced a sexual assault and, um, you know, you went 
you went for healing through that. I, I would like for you to share with everybody how God kind of pressed on you to take it from just you healing to something more. Yeah. Actually in the beginning, it, I remember having these conversations with my husband where I said, I don't want to be one of those people who just goes through a hard time and then talks about it for the rest of their life, <laughs> which is so funny. Right. And so I was originally in that space for many years. And I think that it was just some of this undoing as I would sit in these vulnerable moments where I was praying, or I was reading scripture and I slowly felt God start to, to push on me and say, you have a story to tell. And I want you to go out and share your story. And then it manifested into this idea of a Bible study where I said, I, I can't find something that I need. And God said to me, well, that's because you need to write this. Mm. What you need is what other people need. And this is what you need to be doing. Wow. So it, was, it wasn't something that was immediate. Or I could say that there was this moment where it totally clicked for me. Instead, it was this radical transformation of saying, I don't want to do this. And to God saying, like, no, this is your calling. And maybe you're challenging it right now because you don't believe in it or you are doubting yourself or, you know, whatever we, we tell ourselves in those moments. And it was this unraveling into, no, this is what I have for you. And I really want you to step in and honor it. And you're going to have so much joy doing this, which is... It's definitely been true. I think it's funny just how just me, I know me and so many of the other women that I talked to, I feel like we're waiting for like the burning bush moment, like mm -hmm. where you have this one moment and all of a sudden everything is so clear. I mean, really that's actually not even biblically accurate because there was the burning bush moment. And then there was a, like a period of years, 40, more yeah. than 40 years between that moment and the time that Moses led the Israelites out of, out of Egypt. So mm -hmm. but I feel like in our minds, right? We think that there's going to be this burning bush moment and then all of a sudden, poof, clarity yes. and we're moving forward. <laughs> Don't yes. you wish it was like that? Yes. And I would add that I also think that that's how people see success. Yes. That they think that it's going to all of a sudden be this moment and they've reached this point of success. But just like me writing this, you will never see the hours and hours and hours never. that I spent writing and editing and reviewing and praying and thinking about it and trying to get this to come into fruition. And all you see is the end result. It's so true. Yeah. And, um, I think that I just know that I struggle with it. Like I struggle with it still. And I don't know why I, it's like, why, do I forget that quickly that what God does is he'll reveal the next step. Yes. And I feel like sometimes he'll give you this like microsecond of like mm -hmm. appear into the future to keep you moving in that direction. Mm -hmm. But then it's like gone. <laughs> and then all you have is the next step. Yes, absolutely. So that microsecond that you're talking about, I've heard it as like being phrased as these moments of validation. And I went to a conference once where it was that they really encouraged people who are pursuing their calling to make sure that they write down or they document those moments of validation because there are so many times when the enemy wants to derail us and it's easy to forget 
about those little moments that happen. It but is. if we have a place where we can go back and be reminded, or we have someone who can remind us about that moment, that it's going to help us stay steadfast and faithful. Well, I've, um, I've always heard people that are in prophetic ministry tell people that are receiving it or even that are speaking it to write it down for that exactly that reason so that we can be reminded. And when I, when I wrote my book, um, I wrote it at the end of 2018. Um, and, but it's funny because I read it. Well, I read it a a bunch of times, you know, this from writing content and stuff like you read it a million times, but like I had removed myself from it and I read it again and I was like, so blessed by my own story. And I believe that, that, that there's so much power in that. That sounds narcissistic. It's not at all reminding me of all the times that God has showed up again and again and been so faithful. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this, please listen to what Kirby said write down, keep a journal of the, the moments or the confirmations or the prophetic moments or words that are spoken over you date them Mm -hmm. so that you can look back and be reminded of how God has been with you every step of the way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, it's so good. Okay. So now, um, when we spoke there, like your story is like so many others in the Bible where, you know, you experienced this, then you kind of lamented over it. Then you decided to do something, then you wrote it and then it sat. Oh yes. Yeah. It's like a long journey from experience to actually putting this into the world for other people to benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You sh- share a little bit about that with people. Cause again, I think people think, Oh, look at, she went through this and look at her now. Uh, yes. So, um, in the other part of my story, I, after I wrote this Bible study, I decided to record these videos of me teaching and going through the different chapters. And I did all of this in March of 2018. And so I was getting really excited and really pumped. And then in May of 2018 on mother's day, I found out that I was going to have a baby which is a a very joyous occasion, but came as a shock to us. And so as I was processing through, I'm a planner. I want to know what's going to come next. I want to know how to prepare. As I was processing through the things that I had been called to do when it came to this Bible study and teaching this and bringing this into the world, I set that aside as I was dealing with all of my other emotions. And It is only now, so 2020, that I'm feeling like, okay, I'm ready. Even with this, we're still fighting against the pandemic and what that means for us as we struggle with social distancing and events being canceled or events being held virtually. And there's just a lot of barriers and a lot of challenges. But I will tell you that I have found that if we can be consistent and we can be steadfast, that that's where we're going to see the blessing on the other side. And that consistency will always win. So in my, after my moment of waiting, now I'm in this zone where I could easily say, oh, it's another excuse. You know, it's, it's a pandemic. Like it's an excuse. Maybe I just let it sit some more. And I feel God continuing to tell me, no, we're not sitting any longer. We're moving. <laughs> we're moving. It's funny because when when you know he's telling you to move, you just move, even if you're scared yes. and have no idea. And I think anybody in this, seat, first of all, there are a lot of people exactly where you're at. I'm one of them. I mean, moving forward with something new that you're birthing during the season feels almost like 
I, it almost feels wrong. Like mm-hmm. it feels like, how I am I, who do I think I am to birth something during the, the world is in this, the world is birthing. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. The world is birthing, but it, it takes so much courage. And I believe that that only comes from, you know, really being filled with the faith of God and trusting that he's, he's guiding your path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And when we spoke, we talked about that idea of birthing and that metaphor of labor. And for those who who have had a child, you know that that's a process, whether it's something that's induced or a surgery or something that comes on its own, you know that there's a process and it doesn't always look like you wanted it to look. And it's kind of painful. Um, Even if you use medication, it's still pretty painful. And with my last birth, I remember I started getting contractions over a week before she came. And it was this endurance of knowing like, this is still coming. I know this is coming. We're not there yet. I used my support system at the time to really help get me through that week, which I think is also really metaphorical for us to know that a support system matters. But then the end result, I mean, she came really quickly. Um, and so after you go through the season of like waiting and struggling, it may come faster than what you think, but you had to get through that part first. Yeah. And I think we, I mean, don't we all just want to fast forward? Don't you want to like find out that you're pregnant, get to the cute part of pregnancy and then just get to the birth. Yes, exactly. We want to like start, go to get to like month six and then after the birth. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And maybe even after they start sleeping through the night, could you do that? Like like six weeks, maybe. Yeah. Or like longer, depending on what kind of kid you have. And maybe joke like if I could birth six months old, six (laughs) month olds, then I would have lots of kids. (laughs) Exactly. Well, my my youngest child is almost 18. She still doesn't sleep through the night. So how about how about that one? Okay. That definitely depends. Well, I think it's so valuable for people to, I mean, we haven't even talked about your content and what you really do for women. Will you, I mean, we could, we could do 17 podcasts just on the journey for sure. But I want the people that are listening and hearing from you to hear what it is that you do and your event that you're doing. Is it going to be a virtual event? So we do we even know yet? So we really, it's so hard. We really wanted it to be in person, but I am in Oklahoma and right now our numbers continue to rise when it comes to COVID. And we just, I don't even know. Um, And it would be incredibly hard to hold an event of this nature with this vulnerability and have people that were in masks or social distance. You couldn't go up and touch someone. You couldn't sit down with someone and hold their hand and pray with them. And if we're going to be talking about these vulnerable things, that feels like it's a struggle. But then that also feels like a virtual event would have that same level of distance. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm doing this event with a friend of mine. Her name is Erica. And we actually got connected because she has written a song. She's a child sexual abuse survivor. Mm. And she's written a song for victims of sexual abuse. It's called Masterpiece. And it is this beautiful song about how regardless of what trauma we've been through, we are still this masterpiece that God has created and brought into this world. And we still have so much that we can shine into the world around us. Wow. And so I want to bring that there. And I want to be able to share things with people 
but I feel like if we're not in person, it will lose some of that. Maybe we do some smaller virtual events and people can sit in their living room or sit in their bedrooms and be able to listen and be in a private space. And then maybe we're able to bring it into a live event later. Yeah. Um, It it really is a difficult time and it really is hindering a lot of, I mean, first of all, we need human connection mm -hmm. and as amazing as it is to be on zoom with you. I mean, I would love that if we were like sitting across from each other, we can go get lunch afterwards. You know, I know. I, mean? I know. We're in different states, so that's yeah. the story. But, but I agree with you. Um, so, what is it that you are? Is your is your course out and available now? Yeah, so it is. So, if you go to livingworthy.com, you can click on the tab that says "Healed," and it has my PDF um, that you can download, and then it has all of my recorded videos that you can watch. I'm actually about to launch on social media a series of where I share it and I really start to promote promote it. I realize that I've gotten this onto other platforms. So it's on a couple different ministry platforms where people can access it, but I've not really promoted it myself on social media. And I think that a lot of us struggle with that of how do we promote ourselves and not come off like I do, totally really narcissistic people. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to do this on my social media where people can watch the videos or follow along. And I decided that I want to add some additional content where I'm just recording some additional videos to add. Like for example, my first chapter is all about self-care and I wanted to lay that foundation of if we're going to talk about trauma, if we're going to talk about the assault that we've been through, I've been through, you've been through. We have to know when to pause and take time for ourselves. And so that's foundational. But I also realized that there's so much more to unpack because when we go through a trauma like that, it affects how we feel about our body. And I realized for myself that I struggled to even feed myself well because I thought that I didn't deserve it because of what my body had been through. And so it was There's just things like that that you may not even know initially. And as you start to unpack it, you realize, oh, that's why I skipped breakfast is because I think that my worth comes from productivity versus taking even an extra 10 minutes, 15 minutes to make a smoothie or something on my way out the door. So I have some nutrition in my body. Mm. Wow. So I wanted to add some of those things into this as some additional content, which, you know, like you write something and then later when you think about it, you're like, oh, I could add this too. Oh, or, oh I can. Oh, believe me. Yeah. I've wanted to rewrite both of my books like 30 times already. <laughs> yes. Like you just start, to, it's like you start to unpack more and more and more yeah. and peel away the layers. And you realize like, I mean, this happened to me years and years and years ago, and I'm still dealing with the effects of it in my life and realizing there are still places where I need to heal. and that's okay. I need to let that be okay. And I want that to be okay for other people too. Well, I'm so glad you said that, but I just, I almost feel like while we're here on this earth, we are healing period. And we will not experience the full measure of healing until we are walking with Christ. Mm -hmm. And I, that's another thing that I think that people are, they feel almost like they failed because they're still dealing with something. But you know, what you've done is so powerful for anybody that's listening, that's been through any type of a trauma, 
specifically, you know, sexual trauma that you're, that you're helping women to get through is that it's okay to not be healed. And you can still, you can still impact and help other people from where you're at because you're steps ahead of somebody else who is where you were. And that I think is another thing that the enemy does. He lies to us and tells us, well, you're not, you're not healed. So how could you help other people? But you're Mm -hmm. further ahead than somebody is, even if it was just yesterday, because um, once you deep dive, which you've done, you've done a lot of work. I mean, for yourself and in helping other people, which just, I think that's why we continue to want to add things too, because then we help other people and it, it just, this never ends. It's a yes. never ending. Um, but you know, your, your ability to help other people is just the courage to step out and say, I totally understand where you were. This is what I went through. Here's where I'm at today. Cause even that, what may seem so marginal to you is life-changing to somebody else. Yes. Yeah. And when it comes to this topic, trauma, sexual assault, things that are related, one of the most powerful feelings we'll have about it is shame. Mm-hmm. And if you've done, and if you've studied Brene Brown's work at all, and what she talks about with shame is that to combat that, we need our empathy and we need someone to say, you know, I've been there too. Maybe it doesn't look exactly the same, but I've been there too. So maybe you're not completely healed, but if you're able to say, yeah, I've been in that place before and I'm a little further down the road or this is how I got past it, that can help get rid of some of that shame, which is hindering us from really leaning into the healing that God has for us so that we can keep moving forward. Absolutely. It's so powerful. And, um, I feel like I say this almost on every podcast, but, um, you know, we've heard the statement that the truth will set you free, which we know is true. We know that is true just in our own lives, what we see in the world, you know, as truth comes to light in any situation, there is freedom that, that comes to that. But I also believe that there's so much power in having the courage to tell your story, whatever it is, wherever it comes from, whatever it is, because your, your truth, this is what I believe. Your truth sets other people free because it yes. unlocks this door that now mm-hmm. says to them, well, you shared this. Now I, it almost, it gives them permission mm-hmm. to share their story too. So mm-hmm. it's like so powerful, so important to, to take, to find the, so, so here's the thing about courage. Courage doesn't mean you're not scared. You mm-hmm. can be terrified, but it means you've done it. You're doing it anyway. Yes, absolutely. And I firmly believe that the enemy wants to keep us silent. Yes. And that's one of the most powerful tools that's used against us is to keep us silent, to keep us from sharing, to keep us from reaching out, to keep us sitting where we are, rather than saying, I'm going to trust and I'm going to take this next step and I'm going to listen to God's voice over what everything else might be telling me. Mm. Yes. 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 To all of that. I mean, it's really one of the main things, um, that I'm so excited about with girl power Alliance It's just amplifying mm-hmm. voices and there's all different voices. I mean, the, the variety of women who, uh, you know, are contributing content who are being on the, who are guests on the podcast, it, the, the, it's like from East to West is the variety mm-hmm. of their stories and everything. But every single time it's, it's like you're, you're taking a swipe at the enemy. Every time you share your story, every time you, 
you know, share how God spoke to you, how you've overcome, how he's blessed you every time. So it's like, we just need to get an army of women that continue to just keep talking, keep Mm -hmm. talking, keep sharing, just keep going because we are, we are tapping the other person and saying, go, go, go. Yes. And something that I've loved is I followed Girl Power Alliance is that it is never about a competition. Never. And that is something where I feel like we can either make it up or, or, or it's true, but we look at other people and their success and we think, oh, I'm never going to be that successful. Or, you know, why should I even try something? I don't look like them or I don't talk like them. When we forget that our version has a place in this world too. And we really need to be lifting everyone up. I used a metaphor one time because I talked, I I was struggling with, should I write this book? And what if it just feels repetitive? And so part of what I do is I've led in worship ministry before, and I was reminded of all of the different versions of a song. Mm. So one same song with the same lyrics and the same melody can be done by different artists. And you may like how this person did it, and it may speak to you differently. When your friend may like how another person did it, and it speaks to them differently. And all of that draws us towards the same place. And it's not a competition of whose version is better. It's just a different way to look at the song. Mm, and that's so beautiful. And so as I'm thinking about, okay, well, the way that I've written about my trauma and how we recover from trauma may be a different version of the song that someone needs to hear. If, you know, a a similar song is already out there. That's so powerful and so important. And I like to use the, God showed me one time he was talking about the thumbprint. Like we all have thumbs. I mean, most people, Mm -hmm. unless you were born without a thumb or your thumb got chopped off, but we all have thumbs. And, but, but our thumbprint is unique to only us on the planet in for all of existence. Mm-hmm. And so that, that alone tells me that he wanted us to, to have our own unique stamp. And so every voice matters. And so I am all about collaboration. I believe there is enough for everybody to go around. And even yeah. when I, when I was, you know, feeling like God was calling me to start Girl Power Alliance, I'm like, come on, like, how can I go out into this world? There's so many things. And I just, kept hearing him, you know, talk about the, your, what you're doing is unique to you and it's going to, you know, be for certain people. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that in general. And so within the community of Girl Power Alliance, I, I feel very, um, I feel very compelled to just continue to amplify every voice of every woman. And, uh, like there are different platforms where they'll be like, yeah, you can do this, but we're not gonna like, you, they make it hard for people to find the people, right? Like you have yeah. a speaker, but then you have to just maybe go Google them or whatever. I, I, have, I feel very led to put all of the information so that people can connect directly with people um, as a result of people being involved with, because I believe so much in creating an environment of no competition for women. I, yes. That is another thing that I think the enemy has done to women in general for hundreds maybe since the beginning of time is that he knew that when women bind together and they stand for something together, that the power that women have is like undeniable. And so he created this thing where we just are in constant competition with each other or with ourselves quietly, like comparison. (laughs) Yeah. 
even if maybe, you know, like, but it's in your own mind. And so I just want to rebuke that. I just want to elevate every different kind of woman, even if they're in the same profession over and over and over, you know what I mean? Because they're all different, unique, and every voice matters. Every single voice matters. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Well, tell the people that are listening how they can find you. Where are you on social media? What, mm-hmm. How can they connect with you and your programs? Yeah. So on social media, my Instagram and Facebook is the same. And it's just my full name. And I'll, I can spell my last name because it's a, a married into kind of a difficult last name. <laughs> um, but my first name is Kirby, K-I-R-B-Y. Last name is Bewley, B-E-W-L-E-Y. So my Instagram is just at Kirby Bewley. And then on Facebook, it's Kirby Bewley. And you can follow me there. And then my blog website, you can actually access it through KirbyBewley.com. Or it originally started at livingworthy.com. Awesome. With the idea that we should live knowing that we are worthy as we are. Mm, powerful. And needed. Mm-hmm. And I want to say thank you to you for having the courage to share and to go out into the world and tap another woman on the shoulder and, and help her to, to take the next step and be healed. Um, for all of Kirby's information, if you're listening to the podcast, it'll be in the show notes. Just scroll down and you can connect with her. And if you're watching this on YouTube, same thing, just scroll down below the video. All of her information and how to connect with her will be there. And uh, I just thank you. And I'll be praying for your event to come, however it is supposed to um, you know, present itself. I hope it's live. I want it to be live for you. I think that that's, you know, I'll just praying for all this stuff to kind of mellow and that we can get on with living <laughs> the way that we used to live and connect with people. And, um, again, just thank you so much for taking the time to share today. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. So grateful for women like Kirby, their strength, their vulnerability and their courage to share their story and not just share it, but actually use it for other women's benefit to help them heal. Just a remarkable woman. Great. Just a tremendous story. And uh, we love you, Kirby. So thank you so much for being part of the Girl Power Alliance podcast. Speaking of Girl Power Alliance, have you liked our social media pages? We're on Instagram, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Facebook. Check us out. We share our podcasts, lots of beautiful, inspirational quotes and photos and fun things. And right now we are prepping for, in just literally like less than two weeks, the Bloom Summit. Head over to thebloomsummit.com and get yourself registered so you can have an all access pass. We wholeheartedly believe that this event is going to transform lives the most phenomenal speakers, the most amazing women. And we are expectant for God to show up and for you to have miracle growth. Thebloomsummit.com. You can also register um, from our main page, which is girlpoweralliance.com. And if you are a member of Girl Power Alliance, then you have access to this summit for free. And there's so many amazing tools and resources as a part of the membership. So don't delay, do it now. Just say yes, begin your journey of growth and continue to grow. That's why we say this at the end of every podcast, Girl Power Alliance is where women grow.